This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Interest rates are higher. I know people don't like that, but you should be welcoming a stronger economy. Maybe a deal has a point about the machinery of capitalism being oiled with the blood of the workers. The United States is a country that has always paid all of its bills. Lannister always pays his debts. Don't let the bastards get you. Hello and welcome to Comedian versus Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam and we're joined as always by my little older brother and real life economist, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Yeah, g'day, Adam. How are you going? Uh, doing very well, thank you. Massive show coming up, Thomas, as always. So let's get stuck straight into it. Uh, worrying signs for fans of coffee grinding, toilet flushing and other classic sound effects as streaming services are going to start prioritising actual music. And Australia is re-risking to China. Thomas, I'm no expert, but that sounds risky to me. And good news if you've been missing the sparkling conversation offered by angsty 14-year-old supermarket checkout operators. Slow checkouts could be coming to a supermarket near you. But first, Thomas, I feel like we've come a long way with you helping us all understand economics. So this week, let's talk GDP. What does GDP actually stand for? Oh, for real? <laughs> no, we had some GDP data out this week, Thomas. Oh, good. What did what did the GDP data tell us? Gross domestic products, <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, Thomas. Okay, so thanks for that that great introduction. Uh, now, your headline GDP out last week, uh, 0.4% in the June quarter, quite a bit weaker than expected, 2.1% over the year versus economists' expectations of 2.4%. Yeah, I, I guess a bit eyebrow-raising that it was quite a bit softer than we are expecting. <laughs> Some furrowing going on. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Yeah, and slowing quickly, I guess, is the story here. Like we knew the rate hikes were going to sort of start weighing on the economy, uh, but that's happening quicker than expected and when you when you dig into the data the real story there is household spending so consumption collapsed to just 0.1 percent in the quarter um yeah because households are getting smashed with inflation and falling real wages higher mortgage payments if the only reason we we, ha- we posted a positive this quarter for household spending was because of all the money being wasted on rents and electric and electricity really so we just stopped we've just stopped Anything uh, discretionary. We're like, we're just getting back to brass tacks, yeah, basics. If you, mm, if you take those out, then uh, spending went backwards. Mm, I went to the Royal Show yesterday. I uh, took the kids there. Um, inflation through the roof. I mean, even by show standards, um, just ridiculous. But now I feel a bit like maybe it might have been the irresponsible thing to do to go to the show amongst the amongst a sea of people wooing up on spending, we're out there 
on roller coasters. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, you got to have your entertainment, don't you? You got to keep your spirits up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, discretionary spending. The ABS break this down for us, but that discretionary spending's now fallen three quarters in a row. Um, pace of declines is accelerating up to zero point five percent this quarter. That's pretty fast. So yeah, households households are smashing into a brick wall. It looks like bread and circus, isn't that the thing? Stave off, yeah, stave off rebellions. You don't want those kids getting rebellious. But I think the government gave the ancient Romans circus, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Whereas this time I'm paying through the nose for circus. (laughs) This is progress. This is what capitalism and progress looks like. We've come a thousand years from when the government used to give a circus to distract us from the perils of modern life. And now we have to pay for the circus even. That's a sobering thought for the day. All right, so how's our um, how's our soft landing looking then? Or we, Ooh, I feel like we might have pretty, we might have crashed hard. Pretty soft, yeah, oh. yeah. Jim Chalmers was saying we're still on track. It's yeah. I mean, we're we're crashing pretty fast, pretty quick. Mm. Rates are on pause now, so maybe that'll woo up a little. But um, I think it's, it's definitely like you combine this with the weak inflation and wages data we were talking about last week add this to the mix i think we're you know we were saying i think last week that we're we're probably done for this calendar year there's no more rate hikes this year maybe one early in the in the new year it wouldn't surprise me on the back of this if this keeps it up for another you know quarter another six months that the next move Mm. could be down you know we could be looking at rate cuts early in 2024 potentially already Mm, mm-hmm I thought we were going to have a plateau for a while. That, that's, that's always, yeah. It feels a lot like a hard landing and we're just bouncing back off the tarmac yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're in per capita recession, so you can look at GDP per person, per capita, and that's in recession already. So the economy is slowing and we've got very strong population growth and that's bumping up the headline figures and keeping us positive, but it's not, it's not real economic growth and mm. the economy is you know, on the per capita measure is going backwards already. So we're already in that sort of recessionary and definitely in a household level looking at consumption spending, that's that's full recessionary now. So Right. So are we in a recession then or, or not? Uh, we're in a per capita recession, so we've got two consecutive Oh, quarters. here we go. <laughs> so we had technical recession when the economist said, no, we're not in a recession, we're just in a technical recession. Now you're saying... We're not in a recession. We're in a per capita recession. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be but, sure to let me know as soon as we get into an actual recession. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you... I'd hate to miss it. <laughs> Amongst the sea of like not name brand recession. I feel like we're getting our recessions from Audi at the moment. <laughs> as soon as someone goes, someone from the government goes to Woolworths and gets actual recession. All right, Thomas, Anthony Albanese is a busy man. He's off to China. Yeah. Why is he going to China? Yeah, well, he's just yeah confirmed last week that he's going to be the first prime minister. He's accepting an invitation to go visit China, be the first prime minister to visit in seven years. Right. After, yeah, Aussie-Chinese relations got a little bit bumpy there for a while. Just trying to boost their tourism. <laughs> <laughs> go and see the, the clay soldiers or whatever they are. They go and see the wall. Why is he going? Uh, well, things, yeah, things, relations got pretty bumpy. China uh, put in a whole bunch of uh, trade sanctions on a whole bunch of products. Um, oh, that was the wine story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's still sanctions on wine. There's, there's, still, yeah. there's still a few things that where the sanctions haven't come off. 
So everyone was very excited, saying, "Oh, that's great! He can go and ask them to please take them off." Especially the wine ones. If I can, if I, <laughs> if I can influence the vote at all, when we're talking about what sanctions to target. Yeah, we're not buying wine from China, though. This is Aussie wine going to China. It's probably if you are if you're a consumer. You probably just want it, just want it to stay put. Well, wine prices have been going up, so someone's responsible. Mm, adding demand from China is not going to help wine prices, <laughs> though. <laughs> no, but I thought some wine, some wine producers maybe shut down and got hit hard when the when China stopped buying wine. But you had a you had a supply shock in the wine industry. I don't mm. think that's happened. But then a supply shock should lead to lower prices, right? Uh no. Though wine does keep, it's pretty well established. <laughs> 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 it's a pretty well-established uh, strategy of putting wine away for a while. Like so, you know. It was, yeah. <laughs> I drank a lovely 2022 the other day. It was magnificent. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so, he, so he's, he's off to sort of get that get trade pumping again and everyone's like, that's great, good on you, Albo, that's awesome. But it's kind of, it's sort of, it's odd because the big theme in macroeconomics is the de-risking story that... Europe and, and America are de-risking to China now. So they're trying to reduce the trade reliance with China. They're trying to draw back the supply chains. The US, the US is going phenomenally quickly with this project. So their share, the share of imports coming from China is down to 14.6%. That's the lowest level since 2006. Right. So it's 21%. So the, the amount of stuff that they're importing from China. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's it's tanking. That's partly US corporations going like, okay, the politics in China is a little bit dicey now, so we're not, we're not comfortable having all our supply chains so closely connected. It's also the Inflation Reduction Act's had a, a big impact on, on reshoring, that's the theme, and making sure, you know, bringing production capacity back back to America. That was the the covid the covid supply chain shock thing too, wasn't it? Where they where they went, mm. hang on, we get all our stuff from other places yeah. and then covid happened and the whole world shut down. Mm. Then they were like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't be so reliant on everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's a big part of that. But it's also like a, p- a pivot away from from China. So I think Apple moved their production to Vietnam. And 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 the politics just is looks a bit dicey and it is on a trajectory where it looks like it's just going to get more and more dicey. With the world de-risking to China, we're going the other way. So mm, smart. Yeah, we yeah. Zig went another zag. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're yes. so we're upping our exposure to China yes. while everyone else is backing off. Yeah. Yeah. So so Australia's share of exports going to China was up around forty five percent pre COVID. COVID sort of whacked everything around and it got down towards thirty percent, but it's now up above forty percent again and heading north pretty quickly. So it does seem like we haven't we've missed the memo on that one. You know, he's he's plotting his own course, Albanese. He's he's a leader. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I think the big difference here is like the bulk of that trade is commodities, so it kind of mm. doesn't really matter. We're not; it's not so much about supply chains, and but we, uh, imports are still ramping up from China as well. So there's no you look at the, you look at the Australian trade data. There's zero evidence of any de-risking to China happening. And is that okay? I mean, is that going to be? Is this going to end well? I think I think if if <laughs> I don't want to, I'm a big fan of trying to read the room and. and like I'm not a smart man, right? So I generally like to try and surround myself with smart people, and like to just sort of try and 
I spend more energy and effort trying to work out what smart people are doing rather than trying to become a smart person myself. Uh And I feel like in this scenario, I'd look around the world and I'd go, so everyone else is backing away from this thing. Mm. Probably I might do that too. Yeah. I'm sure it's... There's, there's, um, there's bound to be some more nuance here that I'm missing. I think it, it really depends on where you think US-China relations are going from here. I don't. You don't think about it? No, I don't exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think at all. Yeah. So, so like if, it, if it's sort of fine and it's just a bit tense and then we just get back to business as usual slowly, slowly, mm. then it's probably fine. But if things intensify... And there's a pretty real risk, you know, that China invades Taiwan or yeah. something happens like that and it gets it gets it a bit wobbly. If the Cold War between the US and China goes hot, it's not going to be okay for us to be exporting iron ore to China <laughs> to build weapons. US is not going to be okay with that. They're going to go, hey, can you stop? Could, could you stop? It's like, oh, but 40% of our exports are going to China. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of your problem. Didn't you see the memo? <laughs> yeah. you see that? We sent one out. We literally sent a memo saying we're all de-risking from China. <laughs> like we didn't write because we were going to go to war. We didn't write that, but that was <laughs> implied in the memo. All right, let's take mm. a break here, grab a quick word from this week's sponsor and be back with more Comedian versus Economists right after the break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back. You're on Comedian versus Economist. You can send us an email if you'd like to, cve at equitymates.com or hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at cvepodcast. But now, Thomas, I want to talk about streaming royalties, and I'm not talking about Prince Harry's new song. <laughs> My Uber driver the other day was telling me there's a new economic <laughs> model for streaming services. What could he have been on about? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this, this, this is the headline here, Universal Music Strikes Deal to Reshape Streaming Economics. Ooh. Yeah, that Universal Music's got a deal with the French streaming service Deezer. I haven't ever heard of Deezer, but they're like the French Spotify. Mm. Do you remember uh, there was a service called Ardio, R-D-I-O. Ah. Um, for some reason, I've never got on the Spotify train. I was always on alternatives to Spotify. Right. Um, but then Ardio got bought out by Pandora and then they all fell in, that all fell in a heap. Um and so I went looking for alternatives and I found Deezer. Ah. Um, but I didn't stay on Deezer for very long for some reason. I forget why. Ah. But it was all in French? Yeah. Cause <laughs> 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 the 
There's only so many times you can listen to what's that song about a cat? Um, <laughs> Alerta, duty, alerta. That's one. <laughs> is, that a, is, that a, is that about a cat? Oh, fuck. I, know, I, I think, I think it is. Right. Uh, maybe not. Don't quote me on that, obviously. But who's going to quote me on that? <laughs> well, I heard on CBE that John de Alouette was about a cat. So uh, they offer high res audio, though, which is something I do know and I do like about. Ah, Spotify doesn't. No. Ah, is that right? Okay. Well, these are offer higher res audio. Oh, yeah, okay. I think Spotify's, they keep talking about launching high res audio, but ah, they haven't okay. yet. Right. And okay. Google Play Music, which I do use, is not even talking about offering. <laughs> Deezer. Deezer uh, got a new economics model, which which slipped past my radar somehow. Well, yeah, Deezer, Deezer's only got two percent of of streaming subscribers, hey. so they're pretty pretty small. But Universal Music is the biggest music label in the universe, and so yeah, so it's it's a reasonable, it's an interesting deal in that sense, and, and like feel feels like it is potentially a vanguard deal. The labels might strike similar deals with other ones. Well, the basic idea is that they're culling any they're not giving revenues to anything that generates less than a thousand listens a month so it's pretty low bar yeah it's not too high but what the the chief e- executive of deezer geronimo <laughs> folguera of course geronimo yeah. what a great what a great name <laughs> there's a song geronimo <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's saying like, yeah, like it's just they're just trying to cull the noise. We have ninety million tracks, and many of them are just noise, like literally noise—the sound of a washing machine and rain. <laughs> it is fundamentally wrong that thirty seconds of the recording of a washing machine gets paid the same as the latest single by Harry Styles. Mm. We are taking away incentives for people to upload a ton of crap that has very little value for the actual listeners. Is he talking about the Harry Styles thing? Or the <laughs> <washing> <laughs> it wasn't. Wasn't totally clear. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting back on Harry Styles. More washing machines. More washing machines. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So because it's so like it's so easy. Like if you just record and upload to Spotify, and it take if it mm. takes you two two minutes, and you upload a million things, and some of those just people just randomly end up on them. Like mm. you give them a funny name or something, and then you can make money out of that. And that's mm. that long t- what they call the long tail. Of those like really tiny stuff that's generated some of it's generated just generated by bots. Yeah. But but Goldman Sachs reckons that long tail is worth ninety million dollars US. Oh wow. Last year. So not so trivial. Not trivial. Well oh across the whole industry though. Across the whole industry, yeah. It's almost a billion dollars. Did you I thought you said ninety million? Nine hundred. Oh, 900. 900, 900 million US. More, a bit more significant. Yeah, yeah. Who's listening to the who's listening to the washing machine that like if you're rocking out to a washing machine? Could be, could be time to give the Eckies a break. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <you> just, <laughs> just have a day off, play some, play some chill, play, some, play some Taylor Swift, <laughs> a bit of Coldplay or something. <laughs> um, they, so they want to keep it, presumably. So all these record, all these streaming services. I think what happened was it became like a bit of a, a bit of a pissing contest in that about who could have the most songs for a while, like. Oh, it okay. was all about. Yeah, it was like right, we've right. got we've got a catalog of twenty five billion songs. Right, um, right you can right. stream anytime, and I, I think every track was like. So then it just the, the became for a while <laughs> there. Like we need to have the biggest catalog. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's if it's you know toasters and coffee machines and white noise. Right, um, right. We've got forty six billion tracks that you can stream anytime. When I heard about this, I was like, why don't they just get rid of the tracks? 
but I guess if they're making some money, mm. you might as well keep them. But they're just prioritizing them now, right? So they're just deprioritizing the tracks. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're, they're changing their sort of the the equation for how they calculate mm. it. So yeah, so you need to get more than a thousand listens a month if a song is selected manually versus generated by an algorithm in the feed. Then mm. that gets that that's double the weight is doubled. So if you search for it, if you search yeah. for Coldplay, yeah, right, give yeah. me some, give me some Coldplay. Yeah, get, yeah, they get more. They that's get good. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be played for thirty seconds. You said. Ah, uh, you, you were talking about thirty seconds of a washing machine, but I do, I do think yeah, you need thirty seconds for, for it to count. Yeah, for it to count. Yeah, I think, I think that's true because it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that isn't self policing. Like if that's already the case. Like, can you imagine if you were just like playing your random playlist and like a lawnmower came on? <laughs> I reckon you, you're hitting the skip button pretty quickly. Yeah, but if you're working <laughs> and you got to you got to find your phone, <laughs> it's like if it's only like thirty two seconds, you might you know you, you have to be pretty onto it. Do you feel like do this Coldplay intro is a bit going on a bit? Oh, no, track's over. Okay. My wife will tell me well before 30, like if Violent Soho comes on, which I quite enjoy, <laughs> if that comes on, she'll be like, what is this? <laughs> well within 30 seconds and it's got to be skipped. For homework for next week, just put on some lawnmower <laughs> and, and see how, just time how long it takes her to, to yeah. find the phone and skip it. I will do that. I'll report back next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thomas, finally on the show, uh, turns out we're getting lonelier, which will come as no surprise uh, oh. through COVID and everything else. We're, we're getting lonelier. And one of the solutions that a company in the Netherlands has come up with is a company called Jumbo, who's a, a, a family business supermarket chain. They've introduced chat checkouts uh, or what they're chat calling checkout. slow checkouts wow. for shoppers who want to chat. So wow. they're kind of saying, look, we recognize that loneliness is a bit of a problem. We're bringing back checkouts, not because they're better at checking you out. They're recognizing the social value of, of the checkout mm. process. So initially they were like targeting older shoppers, but now they're finding that it's like people of any age are just like, yeah, give me some, give me some slow checkout. Wow. What do you think about this? Are, are young people actually... Yeah, taking them up on it. Have, have yeah. they got any? Yep. Wow. Even, look, even some of them are even looking up from their phones while they're going through the checkout. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're bringing back. I don't know about this, right? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of old is new again. Like a lot of these new ideas you hear about, mm. especially from kind of tech startup entrepreneur tech bro types, is like ah, oh, you you know, I, I made this revelation the other day. I left the Lamborghini at home and I caught the bus and it was heaps less stressful and I didn't have to worry about traffic, you know, like, like they've invented catching the bus. Mm, mm. Um, so I wonder whether there's some of this where it's like, cause there might be, you know, we might be entering a generation now where people have never experienced the checkout before. That's possible too. Self-serve checkout's been around for a while now. Yeah. Right. Some people may have never had that. Oh, they'll be romanticizing it. <laughs> Yeah. Ye olde checkout experience. <laughs> I like to think it was just some like manager hmm. who's going, "Why are your why are all the checkout processing times in your store so long?" He's like, "Oh, because doing slow checkouts is <laughs> <laughs> the thing." We're running a pilot. 
<laughs> but what do you reckon? Like, is it something do you think could catch on here? Like, it's presumably cost money, right? Like, it's going to cost. Oh, I think it's, yeah. And take investment from the supermarket chain. Like, they have to have a social conscience to start with mm. to implement something like this. I don't know. It seems kind of risky to me. You're going to have to train, check out people, right? Well, they are. In. How to talk to lonely people. Yeah. They're offering training. Well, they're, they're saying training in, in like uh, identifying signs of loneliness. Wow. Um, but I'm with you. Like there's a pretty big, it's kind of a big expectation. Like you want some sparkling conversation if you go to the, if you go to the slow checkout line and you get the 40-year-old kid just go, hi, nice day. <laughs> like that's not what I want from my... From my slow checkout experience. Yeah, right. Well, m- maybe that's the, the upsell. You just have the, the conversation checkout and the premium conversation checkout. <laughs> you, get, you get college degree over at checkout three yeah. or you get doctorate at checkout <sighs> five. If you just want, haven't finished high school yet, you can go through the express, <laughs> <laughs> express checkout lane. <laughs> I found my next job. <laughs> oh, you'd be amazing at the slow checkout. You would, I reckon... Mm. Yeah, I don't know what the take-up would be like, but... Oh, you bought some flour. Have you seen what wheat prices have done <laughs> since the invasion in Ukraine? <laughs> trade Let's see a chart. Trade your, bring it up on the screen. Trade your loneliness <laughs> for depression about the state of the economic <laughs> state of the world. I don't know. I, I don't also worry what signal it sends to hairdressers who are going to be like, see, people love conversation. Like, because oh. I'm a big fan of just going in and getting a haircut. I don't want any, like, I don't want any oh. chat. There's a right. fine line between a haircut and a hostage situation, if you ask me. Like, <laughs> it's not so much getting a short back and size as much as I'm just sitting there negotiating my safe release. It's <laughs> I just want to say something not offensive to the hairdresser who's wielding scissors. They called, um, apparently, I learned this when I, I read the, the articles on the ABC, they're called the third place. Uh, these mm. places like supermarkets. So mm. there's your home, which is your first place. Work was your second place. And then third places, things like libraries and coffee shops and bookstores. I don't think it's going to catch on in libraries, mm. more chatting. Like the term, shh, it's a library. <laughs> it exists for a reason. I don't know. I, the company itself, and this is a family business, they say, they've also owned a supermarket chain. So I don't know. Have you got any idea of the economics of something like this, of the the sort of cost it's gonna it's you have to be pretty expensive you'd think because supermarket margins aren't massive they're like you know i think like four to six percent mm. so like on a if betsy puts in a 50 dollars spend there's two dollars profit two to three dollars profit is that all yeah 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 it's reasonably low margins okay yeah but you know like there's high volumes so mm. they still crush it Woolworths mm. and coles are just crushing it still yeah i did not didn't google that Stat, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. It's, it's in it's in the single digit somewhere. So like on a fifty dollars spend, maybe it maybe it's four dollars. Yeah. It's five, if you have five minute chat at twenty four dollars an hour, five minutes works out to two dollars. Mm. So you've kind of halved your profit on the deal <laughs> by having by having someone stop and have a five minute chat. Potent like on that on that deal. I can't see I can't see it taking off. What if we automated the chat? So if we had Chat GPT <laughs> instead <laughs> of an actual person, so you could still go. You could go through the automated checkout, but you got the Chat GPT. The chat came from AI. How's your day going? Uh, all right, I reckon that does it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, we do love 
you tuning in each week and listening to the show. But for us, it is bye for now. Comedian vs. Economist is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Comedian vs. Economist are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Comedian vs Economist acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.